Hello everyone, Mitazuki Kirto Retrocha, and welcome to my podcast. This is where I talk about Native American art as well as my experience being a Native American artist. So if you like what you hear, I suggest sticking around. This is Blank Canvas. Kirsten. I have not filmed a podcast in like so long. It feels like it's been a few months and yeah if you guys are new here and you're tuning in for the first time my name is Kirsten uh, Retcher and I make podcasts well I'm trying to make more on kind of like native art and my journey as an artist photographer that sort of thing but I also want to get more information and interview in the in the future other native artists and like share that kind of stuff on this platform. I want to make more content and stuff, but I just haven't felt the most motivated. I've been having anxiety and you know issues with insomnia and depression and dealing with stuff that I just don't obviously feel comfortable sharing everything on here but I've been doing with so much stuff that I haven't fully been motivated I guess to do with this podcast obviously this is all internal stuff that I'm doing with with just myself um of course my family and friends and people in my life are very supportive of everything I'm doing and all my uh you know journey and everything but I just haven't really been the nicest to myself and that is something, if I could just impart wisdom in this beginning, is that your biggest cheerleader at the end of the day is you. And for me, I haven't been my biggest cheerleader lately. I've been just, like, really hard on myself. And it's been kind of, like, difficult, I guess, uh, over time. I just kind of brushed it aside. Like, my feelings weren't valid that I basically hadn't, like I wasn't allowed to be sad or I wasn't allowed to be angry or I wasn't allowed to be depressed or have episodes and stuff because it was embarrassing or I was kind of embarrassed by it. So I, I hid it from family, um, especially in July this year. I had some anxiety episodes that I kind of hid from people and I felt really uncomfortable because I was like, why would I share this with people? They're not going to understand. They're going to think it's weird, you know, and obviously they didn't. At the end of the day, the people I told were there and supported and understood. And anybody that knows me personally and is hearing this for the first time, surprise. Um, but I think it's great that we can all just like be open and share our struggles, our mental health and everything. It's so important. Obviously, going to websites and checking out resources and how you can reach out to a friend that's going through something or maybe you yourself are going through something. There are plenty of hotlines and resources you guys can check out um, in the blank canvas Instagram. I will put in the bio a website you can check out that has a lot of resources. I need to make a link tree. I haven't had time to make a link tree of places you can donate to for not only mental health and stuff, but how to help Native organizations and, you know, stuff 
like that uh, water protectors things to do with like what happened um, with residential schools and Black Lives Matter stuff like that that I feel like more people would like to be connected to or want to help out with obviously I will make a link tree for all those different organizations native and non-native that you can check out to support and help Obviously, I am just one person doing this podcast. I have no one else helping me right now. So I'm kind of slow on that end. But yeah, I just thought today would be chill and I would talk about something that's not really related to art, but in a way kind of shaped me as a person. Um, I had an instance when I was in high school where I dealt with almost, I wouldn't say it wasn't directly aimed at me, but it was something that I couldn't be silent about. And obviously, I don't like bringing this story up because, A, to this day, it was still one of those things that was very formative in me being a Native, but also a lot of people I knew in my high school that were peers when this happened, um, some weren't so keen on me speaking out. And I obviously forgive and forgave the person and set them free to the universe and let them live their lives and I didn't press charges nothing like that it's nothing terrible or nothing that hurt me in general it just hurt my feelings and I want to talk about it because like honestly I feel like I saw a story recently where something I think similar happened uh I, I don't know the full story but it was a school and this girl basically or this guy sorry um this young boy, native boy's hair was cut by uh, teachers. And again, I don't know the full story, if it was dress code, whatever that might be. And stuff like that, obviously, is very upsetting. But in this case, it was more so not directed towards me, but it was more in a kind of, not comedical, but like a cultural appropriation. There we go. More so cultural appropriation. And again, if anyone from my high school is listening to the podcast, I'm not trying to bring back up bad news. I'm just sharing my experience. So maybe there are others out there listening that are Native that have dealt with the same issue. Um, again, this isn't related to anything art-related. I'm just rambling. I want to get something out for a while. And I've been watching a bunch of my favorite podcasters upload, and I'm so jealous of them being able to do all this stuff and have a team Maybe in the future, if anybody out there wants to help me out, um, you can always DM me on Instagram uh, and let me know. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I am just going to ramble about this story. Uh, this happened in 2014. I was, well, 2015, I guess, the cop of 2015. It was the year I graduated, uh, well, 2014, uh, was senior prom in the um, fall, so I think it was, no, in the spring, was Senior Prom 2015, there we go, I was thinking of Homecoming, which was in the fall of 2014, but in the spring of 2015, it was prom, and I had already gone out to two proms in the past, I went to prom with a group of upperclassmen that were the year above me, I, for those that don't know, uh, when I was in eighth grade, I repeated, sorry, seventh grade, I was supposed to go into eighth grade directly when I moved to California, but they wanted me to stay back into seventh grade. So I stayed back in seventh grade, and I'm so glad I did because some of my best friends and people I got to meet were in my grade. But uh, a lot of the friends I had in high school were a grade above me because we all were the same age. 
And yeah, uh, it was one day, just one faithful day. They had all graduated already, and I was kind of sad about that because, like, I missed all of them, and you know how that is. Um, and so I was on my way to class one day. It was lunch, or about lunch period, or maybe it was like the middle period of the day where it's like a break or like brunch, if you will. And I can't quite remember when, but it was like lunch or brunch. And I was on my way to another class and they were having promposals in the quad. The middle of my high school had a quad, senior quad where the seniors would eat and they were doing promposals on this little mini. And we had a stage in the middle of the prom where they would do like different activities or they had a day one year that was called crepe day where the French department would have crepes in the quad, stuff like that. So anyway, this group of guys were doing a promposal for a girl um, for this video, or video, for this podcast, sorry, I'm not going to be sharing their names, obviously, or anything. I'm just going to be using aliases. So if I say something like Bill, that's not their actual name. It's just for confidentiality. Anyways, um, plus, this is, like, such old, you know, I forgave, forgave, and forgave this person many moons ago. They could just, again, to share. Hopefully people can relate to this experience. So me, I was alone, and I was going towards another class, I can't remember which one, maybe English, um, I think it was English or history, and I'm on my way to class, and again, the proposal was happening in the middle of the quad, and, you know, you can't help but stare and stop, um, it always makes me think of Glee, because when they would do promposals in Glee, it was always like a flash mob. If anybody used to watch the show, the singing uh, kind of TV show called Glee, I used to be a huge fan. And I I used to love promposals, even in high school musical. They always made them look so magical. But trust me, in real life, they're just boring, to be honest. But anyway, I'm rambling. But this group of guys was getting ready to do a prom proposal for a girl. And Bill, like I mentioned, a uh, fake name here, but Bill was in the center of it. He was the one asking, we'll call her Jane, to prom. So Jane was waiting for something to happen. It was like a flash mob, and Bill was standing there. All of a sudden, these like other guys come out, and then you hear the do, 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 and it was the YMCA. So I go, oh, cool, the YMCA, okay. And it was very clever. Instead of YMCA, they did P-R-O-M. And then somebody had, like, a question mark at the end. And, yeah, but basically they sang along. Um, They basically made up a song. It was, like, something. Nah, nah, nah. And then when it got to the YMCA, they cut the music. And then they did P-R-O-M with a question mark. And obviously everyone cheered. But the thing that was obviously kind of hard to watch, and it, you know, it was very quick when it happened, but I just not even give context. Uh, the song originally is by a group called The Village People, and they're like in the 80s. I believe they were from the 80s, or maybe the 70s, and they were a group. And one of the members of The Village People dresses up as a Native American. And, you know, there have been, you know, a debate going on if the guy is actually Native American. And as far as I know, he is not. So he dresses up as a Native, very costumey, Native American, something you would see at Party City, like just a cheap costume. Anyways, he dresses up as a Native American. There's a police officer, I believe a fireman, and also a, I can't remember who else, a sailor, something like that. There's like other people in costume, a construction worker. And so, of course... Uh, the guy that just up as the native happened to be the guy that was asking the girl to prom. 
um, he would just advance the Native American guy from the YMCA. Now, I know some people may argue and say, but the village people dress up as a Native person. Well, uh, obviously, as you can tell, this person would dress up as the Native person from the village people, the group. But he was white. And so that's why, and now I'm sure a lot of you are like, oh, okay, now I understand. Yeah, he was white. Not Native, not uh, Hispanic, not dark-skinned at all. Completely white. Um, and regardless, obviously, it's still cultural appropriation no matter what skin color you are. If you were any other, it would still be cultural appropriation. So uh, regardless, I also thought, I think I would mention this too, I'm the only Native that was at my high school. I was the only Native American. So, of course, why would my voice matter? I'm just one person in a sea of people that like literally could care less about Native issues. You know what I mean? So obviously when this upsetting thing happened and I spoke up about it. Of course, there were more people on the side of him because he's a white guy. He has a lot of friends and I'm the lonely, like, shy native girl that has, like, only a handful of friends and he's super popular, like, you know what I mean? And so it was very annoying, but long story short, he did that and at the end of him doing the prom and the girl saying yes, he did a thing that really made me upset, and that was he did a war cry. He did a war whoop. Uh, he did a, you know, a chop uh, kind of signal. You probably know the, I think what it's called, it's like the chief chop, something like it. It's very racist, but a lot of sporting events used to do it who had like native mascots and stuff. Anyways, so he was doing that, um, he was chanting, they even had a guy in the back bring a native, like, hand drum that was, like, totally fake and cheap, so, like, kind of, when they were done, they all, like, beat the drum, and they all clapped, and they were doing this whole war cry thing. Meanwhile, I am watching this unfold, and I don't know if any of the girls that I went to high school with that I'm still friends with remember this, but a lot of them saw me from across the, um quad as this was going on and I look at them and they look at me and they all know I'm native I mean with my close inner circle I was not shy I told everyone I'm native you know I don't want to hide that from me and so literally they all looked at me and they could see that I was about to cry and I it took me two seconds but I just looked at him and she was hugging him and it was like in slow motion they were laughing and he was hugging him and he was doing the war chant and it was like in slow motion I didn't even know how to react. So I literally get up and I start bolting to like the exit. My teacher, my history teacher, whom to this day we'll call her Miss K, she will forever be my favorite teacher I ever had in high school because she was an ally for Native people. My mom really liked her and my mom and her used to like meet sometimes and like talk about stuff, Native stuff to better educate students on Native issues in her class specifically. She was one of the only history teachers I ever had that willingly reached out to my mom to ask about Native issues. And I don't know where she is, but I hope she's thriving somewhere because she was incredible and like still one of my favorite teachers of all time, all school, middle, high school, elementary. Anyways, she saw me as I was running away and I think she also saw what had happened. And or whatever, because like literally she turned to look at me and I'm just like sobbing, running in the other direction. And, you know, obviously I was like gutted. I was so upset. I called my mom and I couldn't get through to her. And I'm visibly shaken. Like I just saw this guy, like literally 
do a war chant. He was pretending he was native for this YMCA thing, which was, I mean, tacky, but like he really didn't have to do the war chant and the war whoop and the chops thing and have a drum. All of that could have been executed differently. He could have worn a headdress. Yes, it would have been horrible, but at least he could have done the prom thing, take the headdress off, hug her, and then go back to the normal day. Even though it was tacky, it still wouldn't have bothered me. But the fact that he went as far as pretending to be native for just a split second, even though it was like five seconds, the prom proposal took like, a, what, three minutes to do. It still was upsetting. And so, of course, I call my sister and she picks up the phone and I'm sobbing and she doesn't know what to do. And I said they were doing a promposal in the middle of the quad and they were doing the YMCA. And as soon as I said that, my sister automatically knew what it was. And she went, you've got to be kidding me. And I said, yes. And he was. And she, I didn't even have to finish the sentence. And she like, literally looks at me and I was like, oh, my God. Or she literally went over the phone. She's like, say no more. I'm calling mom. And so she called my mom. And we're on our way home. And I, my hands are literally, my face is to my knees. And I'm sobbing. And my mom is trying to console me. And I said the YMCA, he was doing the, and, he, and she already knew. I mean, this YMCA issue with the guy just up as the native has been going on so long, everyone knows it. It's like, you tell a native person the YMCA, they'll automatically know what you're talking about. And if you want to know more information on that, you can look it up and stuff. But... Yeah, long story short, the guy did the YMCA, did the native thing, and yeah, it was upsetting. I know it was just a proposal, and it probably didn't mean a lot, but for someone to see a white guy in the flesh doing a native, it was racist, okay? It was very racist. And yeah, I honestly didn't know what to say. Now, obviously, he didn't paint his skin to look native. He... You know, but he did put red face paint under his eyes to look like war paint. That too was really bad. Um, and yeah, it was just obviously I was gutted. The whole experience was crazy. So from here on out, things get wild. I stood up, stayed up all night. I I couldn't sleep. My mom sat in my room. I was like uncontrollably uncomfortable. I was explaining the story to my brother and my dad, and they were sitting in the room with me as I was explaining them what happened, and they were, like, it was, they were so upset by it, my dad was like, if I could just go over to school and do something about it, I would, my brother said the same thing, and I got, there's nothing I can do, he's the, you know, the, the popular kid, he has a lot of friends, here I am, the native kid, that literally has, like, not, I mean, I had friends. I don't want to say that I'm a loner. I had like a couple, like I'd say 10 or less friends. He had like, let's guess, 20 friends. And so he was very popular. And so obviously it's senior year. They're going to college. I don't want to ruin anything for him. But I was just like, you know what? I got to do something about it. So I did what I do best. I channeled all my anger into a paper and I wrote a, a long letter and I published it. My sister has a, uh, a group. Check it out. Or it's called, sorry, Natives in America. And it's like a writing publication for those in college. Young people, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, like 16 to probably 26, 27, correct me if I'm wrong, can write for her. Um, go check it out. 
Natives in America, Twitter, a social plug for my sister. Love her. But anyways, I used to write for them, and I still do. I haven't written for them in a while, though. However, uh, I wrote for them this, like, paper that I wrote about this guy that basically in high school did this my senior year and all that stuff. And then before I published it, I privately uploaded it uh, in the form of a Facebook post to my classes uh Facebook so we had like the class of 2015 it was like a page where you could post stuff and all that and you know people were giving up for prom so I posted it and literally the within seconds I got either support a few support but mainly I got like ridiculed and not by everyone in my school people were silent about it but this one kid in particular we'll call him Jay um that's not his actual name um, he's like blonde, whatever, but his, his name is actually Jay, just saying that, because there's another kid I went to school with by that same name, and that's not who I'm talking about, if anyone hears this, but anyways, Jay, he's this blonde kid, and he walked right up to me, and he just confronted me, and he said, when you wrote about the issues, did you really think about him? And that really upset me. The way he said it, did you really think about him? It was like, no, I didn't think about you and what you went through because you're Native and you're the only Native in the school. Did you think about the kid who did the promposal? Did you think about the white kid? It wasn't, did you think about the... He wasn't thinking about me. He was like, did you think about the kid, like the, the guy? Obviously, you know, I just was like so upset by that. I was like, did I think about the white guy that dressed up as a native, I mean, did I really think about that? Did I really think about that? And I also thought about it, and this is not to negate this issue either, because I would, of course, stand up for anybody in my school that felt that way. But if there was a guy doing a proposal and he dressed up as a Hispanic guy with, like, a mustache and a, you know, a all that sort of thing, I know a lot of people would be upset by it because there's a bigger majority of Hispanic people on my school. And of course, I'd be one of those people that is deeply upset by it because I think minority people shouldn't be treated that way. But it just, because I was the only Native kid in my school, it was like they didn't seem to see me as like, oh, my uh, issues were valid. Um, obviously the people I surrounded myself with, uh, were so sweet and all of them were very kind in reaching out to me and saying what it was wrong. And I had some people that weren't, I was not friends with that were amazing and spoke up and talked to me privately and said, you were very brave for what you did. And to those people as well, like, thank you. Like, you don't understand how much that meant to me. Like, honestly, not just my friend circle, but a lot of other people came out and were in support of me. But there was that looming fear that all these other people that were friends with him were going to ridicule me. And like, I couldn't show my face to class and that just didn't make me feel good. So obviously, just for my own morals, I didn't go to my senior prom for that reason, and I just felt like if I went to senior prom, it would be annoying. Also, I didn't get asked to prom, so what was the point? But I had gone to two other senior proms. I went to a prom my uh, sophomore year with my friends that were upperclassmen, and I went a senior or junior year with a senior friend of mine at the time, and those two proms were incredible, and I was with people that actually, like, 
gave a shit about me, if that makes sense. And, like, I could vibe with. And we all were, like, crazy, goofy. We had so much fun. And, like, you know, if you guys are listening, like, you guys are amazing. And I still think about y'all. And, like, the times we had in high school was, like, cool. But anyways, so, yeah, that was pretty much it um, in that story. But, yeah, I obviously, I'm sure a lot of you were like, what was the solution? What ended up happening? So, Leading up after that whole issue happened, like, where I spoke up about, okay, this guy did the whole native thing. I just wanted an apology, as probably anybody else would, and we could have cleared things up that way. He could have just apologized for me, as simple, I'm so sorry, and we could have moved on from it, obviously, but he didn't do that. Um, He kind of did the sketch route of going through friends, so... Leading up to after that had happened, a week later, when I was comfortable enough to go back to school and I felt comfortable and safe, and of course, there was like one or two teachers that said they would rally behind me if they needed to, which was nice. Um, my history teacher, as I mentioned before, being one of them, and my homeroom teacher, very sweet. Um, but long story short, like, he, yeah, leading up to that afterwards when I was hanging out with uh, my friend at lunch, a friend came, or a friend, uh, his friend came up to me and said, hey, uh, so and so, uh, did I call him Bill before? I made up a name, but Bill, uh, just wanted to say he was sorry for what he did to you. And I don't speak up. I don't talk to people often. I'm very shy. But I just looked at him and I said, if Bill wants to say he's sorry, he can say he's sorry to my face. And I, that's all I said. And the guy walked away. And then a few days went by, and a more few days went by, and the same thing kept happening. It was like one guy after the other, Bill says he's sorry, Bill says he's sorry. And I finally said, could you please meet me in the library? If he wants to say he's sorry, meet me in the library. I went to the library, and you guessed it. Bill never showed up. It took him actually going to the vice principal's office to finally apologize, and that Again, this one really hurt me because I was like, wow, he was such a, a coward that he couldn't even say it to my face. Like, that just shows you how much, you know, that happened or whatever. And I felt obviously really bad about the situation because I wanted to, him to apologize. Of course, I apologized to him. I said, you know what? I'm so sorry that I made you uncomfortable or anything, but. I want to let you know that, again, I'm the only Native American in my high school, and my my feelings should be valid. Um, I support all these communities in my high school, brown people, black people, Jewish people, everyone in my school. I support Asian people, obviously, and I feel like I would like that same reciprocation. Just because I'm the only Native doesn't mean y'all have to, like, exclude me as if I'm nothing. And again, thankful for the people that did come out and say what he did was wrong but like at the end of the day and this is like something I talk about to myself all the time I feel like a lot of people think like okay when this stuff happens and you apologize like you just forget this stuff and it goes away but no it doesn't I tell this story to a lot of people because I think it's something that we all need to discuss that just because something like this happened a few years ago doesn't mean the trauma is still there um Let's just say when YMCA comes on at parties, I don't really get excited anymore like I used to when I was little. I immediately go back to that moment in the quad and how I felt. I felt alone. I really did feel alone. In that moment, just me by myself watching it go down and then leaving. Oh my God, I felt so alone. But it took 
a few people, friends, and my sister and my mom, whom I, and my brother, and my dad, like my immediate family was there for me, and it was just so wonderful to have that experience. Um, of course, I had wished that I had spoken up about it with other Native people, because I knew if I had brought my story to other Native people, I would have had a whole entire slew of people supporting me, but I was shy and I was awkward, so I didn't want to tell anyone, but yeah, my story, obviously, it's just one story in a slew of stories that happen to high schoolers and college students every day, where they feel like they're the only person in the room when it comes to Native issues and when it comes to speaking up for themselves. Um, my sister and my brother can count many stories of their own where they were in the same situation. And I have a niece that's currently in high school, and I hate to say this to them, but it's going to happen to them. And it's going to happen to every high school student, every college student, every grad student in, in the workplace. And like, even when you're like old and retired, it doesn't matter how old you are, ages 1 to 100 or ages 13 to 40, whatever, you deal with this stuff. And there are ways you can deal with it. And of course, people need to be more educated. Native history needs to be taught in schools, and I'm not talking about showing lots of the Mohicans, because, like, in my classes, we had to watch lots of the Mohicans, and that's not even, like, history. That's just, like, bloodshed, and it's disturbing, really, honestly, truly, like, just the history they teach in high schools, unless you go to a high school where there are Native teachers being taught. Obviously, my mom is a hero of mine. She's a professor. My sister... Her husband, who's a historian, um, they all are teaching Native Native representation, how it should be taught. And I feel like a lot of high schools don't do that, or colleges, uh, more often than not. And I feel like a lot of non-Native people should take Native classes. And I know what you're thinking. Well, why would it matter? Because you need to be educated on Native issues. So if you see another person in your class being ridiculed for being Native, then you can stand up and speak up for them. Because at the end of the day... To be honest, in that moment, I felt like I was not spoken up for. And even though my friends were there for me and people were there for me, the fact that people watched him do that in the quad and nobody just went, hey, what are you doing? And of course, people will probably say this. And I know someone said this to me, like, why didn't you go up and confront him in the middle of him doing it? I was frozen in fear. I was shocked. I was overcome with emotion. I had no, like thoughts going through my head that were like, I'm going to run and charge this kid in the middle of the quad who's doing a proposal. I just watched it happen in horror, in my own horror. Obviously to them, they're miseducated. They don't know. They just think the YMCA is just a silly dance and they equate it to a band. But the fact that he went as far as, again, doing the war chant and the whoop cry and the chop, chop thing and, the, and his friend and the drum and all that, Obviously, you know, that was upsetting to me. And also his friends in the group that didn't speak up and say, maybe we should tone it down a bit. They all stood there and they were complacent in him doing that. And at the end of the day, I forgive him. And I really don't think that what he did, at the end of the day, he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't know any better. Would I excuse his actions? Obviously not. Like, duh. Like, I'm not going to let the slide by it wasn't he wasn't in a silly goofy mood if the kids say nowadays but um he definitely you know obviously probably at this point has matured hopefully he's learned something hopefully all of those people involved all those people that supported him hopefully learned something and I definitely learned 
that the world is not always in favor of you, but you need to move forward. You need to pave your own way and show the world that you mean something and that your culture matters. I mean, when I was in high school, I would be anything but Native. I was ashamed to be Native American. But as I got older, I realized that there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a beautiful culture. We're being celebrated more than ever with shows like Rutherford Falls and Reservation Dogs. And I didn't get that representation when I was in high school. If I could look and see like a bear or a, a Willie Jack from Reservation Dogs or a, a Cheese and be able to like connect with them, I would have. But like I didn't have that in high school. So I turn to like other things, but I am just so excited that I get to share this story with you because I want to make it clear that like this stuff isn't okay and that we deal with this every single day. And even when I, I've been in college and stuff, I dealt with it and it's just, it doesn't go away. If you think when you get out of high school, the, the racist stuff towards your culture, whether you're native or not, goes away, the xenophobia, the you know, the issues, the black lives matter, all that stuff that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis because of the color of your skin. If you think that goes away when you get older, when you're in, like, college or when you're an adult, it doesn't. Like, my mom, who is obviously way out of high school, my brother, my sister, and they still get this stuff. My sister's husband, you know, these things don't go away. They're just ways that we can fix it so they don't happen. And obviously there's police reform and all the kind of stuff I can go into. Um, and, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell you the story about what happened to me in high school because I feel like maybe some other people can relate to it. I'm sorry this episode is so long, but thank you all for listening. Um, Pilame, Skoden, Studis, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Again, I obviously, this was a long time ago, it's back in 2015, um, and I've forgiven all these people. I'm not trying to do this to bring back up old hate. I literally don't give a crap, sorry for the language, about like those issues anymore. I mean, I still care about the issues, but I don't care about like persecuting the people involved. I think we've all grown and evolved over the years. And, you know, I released them with love. I set them free. I set that stuff behind. And again, I just hope that people like that have learned from their mistakes. And yeah, again, I should be recording more podcasts in the future, definitely within the next week or two. And especially in November, because it's native November, A, I want to do more stuff um in November like native related stuff so let me know if you guys want me to do anything if you want me to talk about anything I would love to know but again thank you guys so much for listening this is the blank canvas podcast let's go to do this and and I will see you guys later Aho. bye